Hi there. Welcome to Lake Ridge Community Church Podcast. And this is a place where we get to share uh, some of our messages from Sunday mornings. Uh, we're glad that you're here to listen, but we'd also love to have you in person. So if you'd like to pop in some Sunday, we meet at 1030 at Our Lady of Wisdom School here in Chestermere. And uh, you can obviously check us out as well at uh, www.lakeridgecommunity.com. Thanks for listening. So we are in the middle of a sermon series, and the sermon series is pretty long, and we've actually extended it and added some things to it because of some good stuff uh, that's going on, and we're calling it our four series. And, And basically what we're doing is we're just adding in what and who is God for. And uh, so we, we've, we've done several topics. We've been like, God is for Nazareth, a small place right up in the hills that's pretty traditional and pretty set, right? And Jesus happened to be from there. And we've, we've also done like for Galilee, which was the other region where Jesus spent a good portion or the, the largest portion actually of his ministry was spent in this region of Galilee. And we've talked about how Jesus was for the city of Jerusalem, which, which ultimately, right, represented the, like, religious center of, of the world. It still does represent kind of the religious center of the world. We've talked about, I won't forget this sermon for a long time, Pastor Preston talked about how God is for the hurt and the hurters, right? And I don't know what he was talking about last week. So, anyways, uh, right, but, but I, I do actually think I can remember Except I was doing some other things last week. So anyway, does anybody remember what we talked about last week? He's not here today, so we can... The circles. That's right. The circles. The Greeks and the... Yeah. The Greeks. And I'm digging a hole here. He's probably at home watching going, I know, it's screaming at the TV, right? The Samaritans, that's right. It was like Samaritans Greek. There was like, he did a lot of things last week. Let's all face it. It was very confusing. Okay, there was a graph. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> he isn't here today, uh, so I'm, I'm just picking a little bit on him this morning. And, and now we're going to make our way into some other things that, are, that maybe are a little bit closer to home. My, my hope is that each Sunday, as we've talked about these different kinds of people, and places that God was for, that you're also catching on that in all of those places represents a little bit of us, a little bit of you in each of those different places. And and so our hope is that every week that we gather, as we broaden the scope of what God is for, that you're finding yourself in there, in that broad scope of of what uh, and who God is, uh, is for. This morning, uh, Preston asked me to kind of change it up a little bit and to tell a, a lot of stories. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm going to do. I'm going I'm to do my best to remind us, actually, of how God is for Chestermere and how God has been for Lake Ridge. And uh, so, I'm, so I'm hoping uh, to kind of give us just a little bit of a window uh, into how we as a church have experienced God being for this city and, and even for us as some individuals because we make up this city. 
before you came here, you were, well, you may not have lived right in the city, but before you came here, we were for you. And God was for you. And, and we were that way because of something that had transformed and changed in, in some of those original people who helped plant Lakeridge. That we were going to be a kind of church that was for, uh, for the community and for our, our neighborhoods. Right? And, and uh, so I, I'm going to tell you a few things uh, that we were told before we came to Chestermere about Chestermere. All right? And it's harsh. Okay? So, so when, when uh, I first uh, was believing and Chris and I were believing this might be where we were supposed to go, we started talking about this place called Chestermere. We were living in Strathmore at the time, and so 25 minutes down the road towards the east. And, and these were some of the things that people told us uh, about Chestermere. Um, basically, uh, we were told um, that Chestermere was a cold place to plant a church. We were told that Lake Ridge was a place filled with rich people who didn't believe they needed God in their life and in their story. We were told, and there was even some evidence, that Chestermere was the place where church plants went to die. Yeah. All of these things we were told. We were told that it was a cold place filled with detached people who, who, who simply didn't have space in their life for God. We were told not to bother. I was told that directly, not to bother. A lot of hard things. And, and yet, we sensed God was somehow pushing us <laughs> to go into this place and, and, and to do something different. And I, I have to tell you that, that, and you've heard me say this before, I don't think I ever, ever experienced such an insecure time in my whole life, uh, both in ministry but also like as a human, just as Evan. And I was pretty insecure in high school. But, but what was happening to, to us and me in particular at the beginning of this church plant was a lot of insecurities, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear around failure and around being found out that, that even I didn't know what I was doing. I still feel like that on a lot of days, but I'm less afraid of having people find that out than I was at the beginning. And, and if you've come to Lake Ridge for any period of time, you already know that. I don't actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> there you go. You can laugh a little. It's okay. It's true. It's true. What we've discovered in doing that is, that, and not just me, but, but us as, as a church, is that when we don't know what we're doing, it actually places us perfectly in line with God. And that God can lead us, and we can allow God to lead us in a way, right, that we, if we know what we're doing, we may not otherwise allow Him to do in us. This is something I've learned, that in my insecurities, I, I, I do have a God that is for me. That is for this place. The pandemic has been really important for me in this. And that several times I've had to go, I don't know how to do pandemic church. But God does. And God will hold me as one of the leaders. But he will hold us together. So that we might continue to be for Chestermere. And for ultimately the kingdom of God. And, and I've had to rely on that. Like a lot. 
Okay, so I'm, I'm going to share some stories. So this week, I, I had the most fun on Thursday uh, because I had some stories I was going to tell you this morning. And then I decided, you know what? I wasn't alone. There were some other folks that were at Lake Ridge, names that you may recognize. And so I sent out a group text to some of the original people that helped to plant Lake Ridge. And, and the people who were in the house church, meeting in the living rooms. And I, and I did it in a group chat because I wanted them to, to see what each other uh, we're seeing. And we had the most fun three hours going back and forth and sharing some of the stories of what God and how God had, had shaped us. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share some of the, what they've said. And some I'm going to read directly from what they said in the, in the chat. And then some I'm going to just paraphrase for us so you get to hear some of these original stories. Now, whether you were here at that time or not, I want you to hear this because this is how your church, this home that has become Lake Ridge, this Lake Ridge family that's become your family, this is where we came from. This is the roots of your Lake Ridge home. This is what draws even you here to this place. It's these stories and some of these humans who allowed God to shape them in new ways. Not just me. We were all being shaped. So Del uh, Pease, who's not here this morning, one of the first things he says, I, he wrote this. He says, I remember being at Rick and Shirley Higdon's and, and wondering if we were all crazy. And I mean, really, like really crazy. He says, we had sold our house in Strathmore, and we had bought a house 35 kilometers down the road, and I remember how people looked at us like we were crazy when we told them why we moved. I remember sitting in Hig at the Higdens being clueless as to what we should do. I knew that we were in over our heads, but that God had a plan. Wow. We just began listening and loving. We just began listening and loving. At that particular time, too, our denomination sent us off to get some church planting training. Right? This is what you do, and this is how you plant a church. And, and to be honest with you, we didn't take very much of that advice. Okay, so I, I have to be straight up honest with you. We went there and, and there's strategies and all this. It felt like a trick a little bit. And, and, and so the four of us, there was four of us that went for that training. We were like, let's just take what we like and let's leave everything else. And this isn't a slam on our brothers and sisters to the south, but it was very much an American-based model for planting churches. And, and it, it just didn't fit for us. And, and we had to ask ourselves, why didn't it fit? Doesn't this fit? Like, why can't we follow and see like everybody else? And, and the reality was that we were coming to realize that, that these are two very, very different countries. And, and we had to come to grips with the fact that we lived in this city with these people. And we had to listen to our God to tell us, tell us how to love this city and these people. We had to figure out how God was for Chestermere so that we could figure out how to experience God in Chestermere. I'm going to come back to that. All right? We had to figure out how God was for Chestermere, so that we, we Christians, could figure out how to experience God in Chestermere. I'm coming back. 
Okay? One of the things, though, that they did tell us that was really, really great was that, that it would be helpful if we had some values, and it would be helpful if we started those values from a root verse or a key verse or a seed verse is what they called it. All right? And, and, and it was, this was one of the first times when we started to feel a little bit of clarity as a group. It's kind of like, what could work? And so this team of four had gone away to California, and we did, yes, we went to Disneyland. So just so you know, we did. We went to Disneyland, Okay? The, for real, we our planning team that went to learn, I was like, we're going down there to learn. We're going to go to Disneyland because we're going to learn this. So we did. We took a whole day, extra day, and the four of us went to Disneyland. Right? So it's in our roots. Having some fun, it's there. It's there. But this key verse that they gave us, is this thing on? Yeah? It's kicking in and out every once in a while? No? It's just me. All right. This key verse that we chose was one of the first places where we as a group started to find some roots of what we could be about and what that could look like. It comes from John 1.14, and you have seen it before, right? John 1.14, out of the message, um, is, is really beautiful. And so I, I want to read it to you because this is actually where your church started. It was, it was in this scripture. It goes like this, and the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son. Generous inside and out. True. True. From start to finish. Right? And the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. You hear that? The word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. This wasn't a theory that God had. This was not a theory or a strategy. This was the heart of God. The heart of God who sends his son down to move into the neighborhood. This was very important to Jesus, that those present would understand and see that Jesus was profoundly interested in walking the streets and roads of his community and the places where he lived, that actually God was just as alive or even more alive out there as he was inside of the temple. It's a foundational thing that Lake Ridge has been planted on and has been rooted in, right? That creation itself came to experience what it had made and moved into the neighborhood. It's profound. It is a profound thing to remember. Right? So here's a fundamental or a foundational thing that I actually would like you to hear. I would really, really like you to hear this. This changes the way that we think. A foundational way that we think. It is fundamental for us to understand that we don't bring Jesus into our city. You aren't the person that brings Jesus into the room for the very first time. We believe that we have a God who is already in the room, who is already in the city, who is already doing the things that he's doing. 
And what shaped Lake Ridge, what shaped us, is that as a group of people in a living room, we decided we're going to have to leave this living room and go out into the streets to experience how God is already for this city. To notice the best we can do followers of Jesus, is to begin to become the kinds of people who see where God is at work and point it out for others. But if you've come to believe that you are the sole bearer of the Spirit of God and that God's Spirit is not present in our city without you, you're wrong. We have a much bigger God than that. A much bigger God than that. He is transforming and shaping our city. And we get to watch. We get to participate. We get to be shaped as God reshapes, reorientates us towards the ways that He is already at work. You hear me? Okay, good. So next week when Preston gets up, okay, just before I get into it, Make sure you know the topic so you don't have to look like a fool like me this morning. Okay? Right? What? Who is God for? You're in the room, so you got to speak up. <laughs> Who is God for? He is for our community. He is for our city. He is for this place. Right? All right. Here are some ways we learned as we practiced noticing where God was at work. And where God was shaping us. Okay? Um, and uh, hopefully, hopefully this has helped. You know, has anybody ever, ever heard me say, uh, you know, we've discovered at Lake Ridge we're pretty messy. We're a messy group of people. We really haven't got everything all together. Yeah, I was reminded of a story uh, from our early days uh, where we had to live this up. We were at Rick and Shirley Higgins. This is one of the places, the, one of the primary places where we met. A young man had come. He was a teenager. It was his very first time with us. He was crazy awkward and uh, nervous, and so were we every time a new person came. We just so badly, I was, remember I was super insecure, we just really badly wanted people to like us. <laughs> so this young man comes, we'd always do a little, I'd do a little devotional or Bible study thing, we'd, you know, talk about our weeks and we'd do all that kind of stuff, and then we'd have, you know, juice and cookies, because that's what you do when you're planning a church. And, uh, and during the juice and cookies time, which of course was, you know, the classic red juice, you know, because that's church juice, you always have red juice afterwards. And, and so this young man, he's sitting at the table, and Rick and Shirley, fairly decent house, and, and all those kind of things, and he knocks over this glass of red juice, okay? Hits the table, like that, out, literally dribbling down all the sides away from him, okay? And, and Del and Rick are like, they're, they're just, sorry, it's dry here. They're like this. They got the towels, and they're wiping it up, and they're telling them, don't worry, don't worry, it's no big deal, no big deal, you know, Dell's under the table, and everybody's cleaning it up, and it's interesting, because this is a pattern that's happening, you ever seen somebody knock their coffee over here? What happens? Do you know how seldom I see that, the person who knocked over the coffee clean up the coffee, even last week, I spilled my own coffee back there, I turn around, I, it was being cleaned up before I could even realize that I'd spilled it all down my shoulder and it, was hit, and it hit the floor, right? So they're telling him, don't worry, don't worry, it's no big deal, no big deal. And, and so they pour him another glass and guess what? <laughs> Within like two minutes of spilling the first glass and cleaning it up, this poor guy 
He's probably watching. We, I, we do, I do know who he is, okay? Um, he, he spills another one. This second glass <laughs> all over the table, and, and we left it. And, and, and so this is kind of a funny story, but, but one of the things that Rick shared this week was that he learned something profoundly important that day in his living room when, when poor Braden, <laughs> I just out him, when poor Braden just tipped over this cup and twice. Like, can you imagine you're a teenager with all these adults? Super awkward. You've been brave enough to come. Can you imagine? And we learned something that day, right? And we learned that we could laugh at our messiness, at the awkwardness even that sometimes gets created in the room when, when, when somebody has an accident or something goes wrong. This is a, a core thing that we believe, that actually you are allowed to come into this place with your, with your actual mess, like my hair this morning, or your metaphorical mess, like my life on a lot of mornings. That it's actually in the choosing to be authentic and to be ourselves in this space where God shapes us and changes us. And we discover him. We discover that he is for us. Right? Right? Lake Ridge, some of the other stories that have changed us haven't been as humorous, to be honest with you. Some people have asked me what's shaped us in some significant ways, and sometimes I tell them, actually, we, we did two, two funerals at the very, very beginning of Lake Ridge, and it cha- changed the demographics of who began attending this place. And it shaped our core group of people significantly. As a gay man made his home here, came to know Christ here, Will we make allowance and room, right, for even the things that we don't understand yet? And I have come to understand something very, very different because of those two funerals. Because we were called to love. Called to love. Changed us. Shaped us. We're different than who we are. I'll never forget one night uh, we were at my house. We had set up uh, to do communion. We didn't do communion very often then uh, because it was always kind of this weird thing in the living room and all that kind of stuff. But we'd set up. We were going to have a special night. And we set it up and we had a little communion table in the middle and the chairs all the way around. It was like literally when Lake Ridge fit in one circle in my bonus room of my house. And I did something. I'm sure I said something incredibly wise. As I often do. I'd shared the invitation to the table, and I had told them that we were going to come up, you'd come up and take, and then after you had taken, this is pre-COVID obviously, then share with the next person who came. And we were going to therefore kind of do this back and forth. And so I did the invitation. I said, please come. And, and Somebody stood up, I don't know who it was, to kind of kick us off because I told somebody, please go first so we don't have the awkward thing. And they stood up, and a young lady in our midst raised her hand and said, I, I've never taken communion. 
and I, I don't actually know what it is. And, and in this beautiful moment, this one shaped me. In this beautiful moment, I had to say, oh, everybody sit back down. Sit down. We all sat down, and I had the chance to explain to this young lady what communion means, what each of these things represent. And the family, the Lake Ridge family, sat and waited. And when I was done, I remember saying to her, so this is what it means, and you don't have to take it today. There is no pressure to take it today. And she said, I want to take it. And we all, as a small community, got to be in this sacred, sacred space. And she took communion for her very first time. To pause, right, as a community and say, someone here needs to understand what's happening. So we, we will wait while we explain that. This is the kind of space we are trying to create at Lake Ridge. That we will pause. I actually told Anne this morning, I believe that if somebody did that today, I would be willing to stop our church and explain it to them. I know we're bigger and it's way harder to raise your hand and go, I don't know what's going on. Okay, so another one. This one's a little bit funnier. There are some kids here, but it's a little bit X-rated. Not X. It's an e, e for language. I had done the study, and I was being wise as usual. We've established that already this morning. And uh, at the end, I had done this, like, response thing. And the response was that you could write on your little card a question or something that jumped out at you that night or whatever. And I had taught a bunch of things. And I finished up, and then I was going to read the cards to the group. As I'm reading the cards to the group, <laughs> I come across Jack's smile back there because it was, it was awkward. So I'm reading the cards, and one of the cards comes up. Uh, question, what the hell's a messiah? <laughs> I had obviously used this word, messiah, in my devotional, and, and this young woman who was there had no idea what that word means. So, in Lake Ridge fashion, <laughs> it's like, okay, everybody, going to explain what the word Messiah means. Right? We have been making allowance for people coming into this faith for a long time, a decade, at Lake Ridge. What does it look like for us today, still, to make allowance for each other as we figure out these new things? that are taking place. That same girl, uh, we were doing communion one night here, uh, well, in that half of the gym, because we didn't used to meet. We were doing communion, and uh, there was a small group of people, so we did the same like we do. It's like we got the cup. We don't do this anymore since COVID. We got the cup, and you got the bread. You tear a piece of bread off. It's called intinction. You just dip your bread in there, right? I was serving that day. This young woman comes up, and I... Somebody else had given her the bread. I'm holding the cup. And before I realized what had happened, she'd taken the cup from my hand and had drank the entire cup. <laughs> and it was one of those moments where it was like, oh, okie doke. It's gone, and there's people behind her. 
And I remember, I think it was Pat, I remember Pat Pease, I, it may not have been Pat, I remember somebody going, and running to get the Welsh thing so that we could refill the cup, right? It was awkward, it was weird, and she realized she had drank the whole thing and that we didn't have more, that wasn't how you do it, right? And, and yet, here we were, messy and experiencing God's meal. And do you know what? That lady needed the whole cup. So she took the whole cup, and I say, blessings on her. Right? I hope you're laughing at home. People are laughing here. It was funny. It was awkward. and <laughs> It was what Lake Ridge was like. This is how we've... Boy, long story, my iPad went to sleep. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try to try to do a little bit, little bit faster here. Right? The Word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. We represent the neighborhood. It is here. It is present in this place. No? Right? All kinds of these stories have taken place. All kinds of these stories have shaped who we are and how we understand God's heart for our community and for Lake Ridge. It's how we've kind of come to be led and to be led out into the future. The amount of food we have bought in this city is immense. If you've received food from us here, you're not alone. You are not alone. Right? We're getting ready to do some big stuff around here. I'm excited, but I can't talk about it yet. But I'm super excited about the next coming months at Lake Ridge. I really am. I actually think God's going to do something new here. And I'm pretty excited about that. Right? But in our early days, we cleaned out dumpsters. Like nasty household garbage dumpsters so that a dad could, could keep his kids. I'll never remember that night. My teenage son who had been knee-high in garbage got in my truck and stunk the joint up on the way home. And I thought, he is never going to want to serve God again. <laughs> and he said, Dad, anytime. I will get in a dumpster if it means helping that man and others keep their kids. This is where we come from. This is what your family roots look like. Dumpster diving. Spill juice. By experiencing how God is for us in this place. Because we believed that the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> and it changed who we were. It changed who I am. I am a different person because of this family, these people. Okay, I wasn't sure I was going to do this, but I'm going to. Okay? Hello? You ready, Ryan? All right. I'm going to put this on because I'm going to come and talk to some of you. Don't forget that our God has changed this place because we have lived out our calling to be in the neighborhood. Okay? Do you remember how we met you, Fran? 
So I'm going to sh- share it so I don't put you on the spot. But your house burned down. The first time I had a chance to meet Fran and her husband was in my living room. And you were in a pretty bad way. And yet, because you were in our neighborhood, we chose to make you the most important thing. And God changed you, right? Do you remember your first Sunday? How did that go? I hid in my car for the entire sermon and drove off. You never came in the building. So Natasha just came and sat in the car. And actually, ironically, some people came in and said, there's a woman (laughs) sitting out in her car. She hasn't come in. And my part of that story is that before we got out to talk to you, you were gone. I'm grateful you came back. Let's just keep picking on people. There's somebody back here that's sitting at their computer that's done a great deal to serve this place is Tara. Do you remember uh, that night after you shared your story? And after completing her story, not a person of faith, she wrapped up her storyline story and said, and after all these things, I've decided that I'm going to make Christ the center of my life. And we got to be there while she told us that she had decided to make Christ the center of her life. How did we meet you? (laughs) Lisa is here. And we met Lisa. We we served Lisa long before we had a chance to meet Lisa. She was having a hard time. And we we did some things. Some meals, right? We provided meals for Lisa. And Lisa's come here and experienced Christ in a way that I don't know that you could have any other place. Right? And over there, I think Ryan's zooming in over there. Jack and Anne were part of our original group of people. And I'll pick on Anne for a second because I think that Anne has shaped this place as much as it's shaped you. And the way that I have seen this Dutch lady set aside some Dutch reform ideas. In order to love her neighborhood and to love her neighbors and to love many of us, anyone here been loved by Anne? <laughs> Has changed who we are. And I'm grateful. Anne was one of the primary people that reminded me that this church wasn't going to be about how many people came, but that we were going to be the kind of church that was going to be in the neighborhood. And over the decade, that we have gathered, I have needed that reminder more than you'll ever imagine. More than you'll ever imagine. As we have learned that God is for Chestmere and went out to seek Him and to find Him in those places, we have been changed. We've been shaped. And we've been reshaped over and over and over again. I hope that this has been encouraging for you to hear. Because these stories are our roots. And each person who's sitting here, I can share a story about. How we know you. Not how Evan knows you, but how we know you. And how you know each other.
I hope that in another decade, we're sitting here again and we're talking about how we're different because we have learned to love our city and we've experienced God in it. I really hope for that. I'm going to wrap up with something. And uh, this text group had a lot of stories in it. And uh, unfortunately, Marilyn wasn't able to be here this morning. Her car wouldn't start, and it was just kind of a last minute. Uh, and so we weren't able to get her. So hello, Marilyn. Marilyn can't hear very well. Has anybody noticed that? But she can write. She's got a gift of words. And, uh, and she wrote something in our group chat yesterday morning that I just really wanted to share with you in closing. It goes like this. My Lake Ridge family. How do I do it? To my Lake Ridge family. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it in Evan's voice. But, because that was really bad, wasn't it? <laughs> Imagine Marilyn reading these words or saying these words because they're hers. My Lake Ridge family. Like Lake Ridge, families start as small units. The children may come along and the units start to grow. There are events that you get to be a part of, celebrations, activities, and holidays. The kids grow, and some leave home, and some stay. There are moments of great joy, like graduations and weddings and birthdays, and others of sadness, like funerals and divorces and loss. You try to care for the young and the old in the family and marvel at how all of those Little kids are now becoming teens and beyond. We become one of the grandparents in this family. And we look back in awe at where we have been and we wonder where life is taking us now. We try to love the weird personalities and eccentrics. We applaud the talents and the skills present. There are times we fall out, which is the English way of saying there are times we disagree, and there are times when we agree. Marilyn's words. Lake Ridge, 10 years, has been my family. We've shared joyous times and sad times. It's seen families grow and thrive as well as some members come and go through those hard times. We cherish the good memories and we keep them with us and we learn to overcome and work through the troubled times. There is a saying, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. I don't think that's always true. I chose my Lake Ridge family and I am grateful. From Maryland's words to God's. God is for this city. And he is for this place. And as we learn to be for this city, we get to experience how God is for us. It's where he's at work. Let us be that kind of church. It's for our community. It's for each other. Amen? God, thank you so much for the gift of your presence in our space, not just today, but over the past decade. 
Thank you that 10 years ago, this small group of people, fearful in, in our hearts, chose to follow you. Thank you for this gift that you challenged us with, that you were out there in our community. That if we could see past the challenges, we could experience you out there. Thank you that some of that city, of this beautiful place that we have come to love, also joins us here in this space. For each person who has chosen to make, chosen to make Lake Ridge their home, May you continue to challenge us. May you continue to allow us to embrace our messiness so that we may be able to authentically experience you and each other. God, take us into this next season, trusting that you will lead even when we don't know what we're doing and maybe even think we're crazy. Give us courage, courage to follow, courage to stay, Courage to disagree and courage to agree. Be with us as we continue to live out your kingdom in this city, in this place. Thank you for joining us this morning. We are grateful. In your name, amen. Would you stand and receive the benediction? So now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you his peace as you go from this place out into God's kingdom. We call it your street. We call it your neighborhood. Amen? Amen. Have a great week. Remember, we leave the gym out that door. Do your best to wear your mask, social distance, and have a good week. We'll see you next week.